0: Rich, any word on a meet-and-greet this year or do I have to make other arrangements for a hog for my freezer? Let us know if you can. Thanks again for everything. Well hello and welcome to another episode of Talking with Bungie. I really appreciate the feedback from Friends of Bungie on the deathbybungie.com website. There's a little voicemail feature on there that this Friend of Bungie has used in order to ask a very good question. It's a good question. I've been getting a lot of feedback on that. A lot of different people asking the same thing. When is the third ever Death by Bungie meet and greet? It is going to be held. I am happy to announce if you haven't gotten an email from me already, and you should sign up for the free Death by Bungie email newsletter on deathbybungie.com. It's free, and it's easy to go on there and sign right up. In case you aren't already signed up for that and don't already know about it, the third ever 2021 Death by Bungie Meet and Greet will be held at that familiar location, the Tioga Boar Preserve in Tioga, Pennsylvania, on August 21, 2021. How perfect is that? 82121. We are going to descend upon the mountains of northeastern Pennsylvania once again. Friends of Bungie will meet there. We will chase the wild boars and other creatures and see what we can do, see how successful we can be. It is a guaranteed hunt. This is a preserve style hunt, a high fenced hunt, which uh, does make for an awfully nice time though for everyone involved. And I urge you to at least consider joining us this year if you haven't already. There are limited spots available. There's only so many people that that the preserve can accommodate, I would assume. And I have spoken with them about that. If there are more people than they can accommodate in a single day, then we will go and ahead and return on the following day, on Sunday the 22nd, in order to um, catch up and you know finish any unfinished business, take care of any unfinished hunts. And anybody who hadn't appeared already, anybody who hasn't already been scheduled and hunted, could get out and chase a boar that day or chase the animal of their choosing. They have a ton of animals available. It is summertime, so certain animals are probably preferred over others but nonetheless we do have quite a selection of options for these hunts we are planning to mix it up a little bit with a different animal this year that's going to be exciting it's going to be kind of a surprise so wait and see how that goes so to answer the friends of Bungie's questions who have been asking When is the third ever Death by Bungie meet and greet? The meet and greet for 2021. It will be on August 21. Go to deathbybungie.com for some more information. See the email that came out here recently. Contact me on deathbybungie.com if you have a question, and I'll forward the email to you so you have it. It has some of the details, and I will continue to update the folks who subscribe to the email newsletter. It's going to be pretty cool. So you'll get more information about that down the road. Back... To talking with Bungie, back to the subject of this podcast. Those of you following Death by Bungie probably already know that a new Bungie has been chosen. A successor to Bungie has been chosen to accompany me into the woods for the 2021 hunting season and beyond. I was happy to announce during a live stream several months ago at this point, I'm recording this in the end of June, 2021. You already know probably that the successor to Bungie is a Scorpid Deathstalker 420. Now, I want to be clear, very clear, right from the very beginning. The original Bungie is not going anywhere. It will appear in future videos. It will appear in future hunts, I am sure. It will appear in the backyard, in the crossbow range at our new home. It will be part of Death by Bungie going forward, but so will, so will this more modern crossbow, this Deathstalker 420. I am anxious and excited about the opportunity to play with this new crossbow in the hunting scenarios, to get it out there in the woods, to get it out there in the field and see how it performs and see what its limitations are and see what it does to my limitations, how it interacts with my limitations. That's interesting, isn't it? And it will be the subject of future videos, future podcasts, future emails on the free email newsletter off deathbybungie.com. You'll hear more about it, that's for sure. So. This podcast is a conversation that Genevieve and I had a couple of months ago, back around the time when we first received that Death Stalker 420, that Scorpid crossbow, the new bungee. This podcast was recorded before I tested it and before I became as familiar with it as I now am, before I went out into the woods and used it didn't take a shot at a turkey, but went out in the woods and used it for spring gobbler. This podcast was recorded before all of that. And this podcast is my honest, up-to-the-moment thoughts and reactions to that crossbow. You'll hear me talk about uh, that it's not a perfect crossbow by any stretch of the imagination. There are no perfect crossbows, right? I was looking for the best crossbow as a successor to Bungie. To carry on and further what Bungie and I started. You, when you look for a new crossbow, you are looking for the best crossbow for you. The best crossbow to further what you are doing in your crossbow hunting style, your method. So that's, I want to be clear about that. So we're not looking for perfection. I don't know that there is perfection. The the perfect crossbow would be rope cockable and shoot 500 feet per second. But I don't see that happening anytime soon, <laughs> right? Why stop at 500, right? I don't know. Uh, why have a rope cocker? Why doesn't it cock itself? I don't know. So perfect, you know. Those are that's fairy tale stuff. What we're looking for is realistically what's the best crossbow for me. That's all I was looking for during this whole process. And I hope that you enjoy this podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Talking with Bungie. Genevieve and I are sitting on our new couch in the trophy room. Nice big couch. Pretty big couch, huh?
1: My feet can't touch the ground.
0: (laughs) I think this should pick up the audio okay. We are getting readings that look satisfactory on the scale there, so we should be getting pretty good audio. But we wanted to make sure we had a chance to sit down together and record this podcast because we're continuing to look for a potential successor to bungee and we are now kind of completing that process aren't we i think so we already did podcasts right after the moment right right as up to date as possible when we are on our big death by bungee crossbow Triathlon. <laughs> that's what i like to call it and we drove around to all the different shops there going on almost a week ago that was can you believe it, it was six days ago We drove around, went to a whole bunch of different shops locally and tried a bunch of crossbows. And because Scorpid was not one of the options locally, there is no shop in, to my knowledge, in our local county that carries Scorpids. There is no shop really within driving distance, an easy driving distance that carries Scorpids. So I wasn't able to, we weren't able to go to a shop and try one of those out. Knowing that... A friend of Bungie sent me a Scorpid Deathstalker. How cool is that? Genevieve's grinning. I am grinning. That is the coolest thing ever. I can't believe it. It was unsolicited. I did not ask for such a present, but it was sent to me with the understanding. Basically, don't go selling this thing. But if if this is the replacement for Bungie, if this is the upgrade, if this is the successor to Bungie, then best wishes. the event that it doesn't work out and it's not the crossbow for you just send it to me send it back to me and how cool is that we got a package from scorpid crossbows with a death stalker in it let's start with that actually in addition to saying thank you for this incredible thoughtful present and opportunity i gotta tell you you can only imagine how much i appreciate it that is the greatest thing ever when i have support from friends of Bungie. If just the comments alone means so much to me. The welcoming that my daughter got from Friends of Bungie when she entered the crossbow hunting world, right? Yeah. And when we went to the, the meet and greet, people were very excited to meet you at the meet and greet. I don't know if you knew that, but people expressed a lot of excitement over that opportunity. And I think that they were happy when we were there. They were really happy to meet you. I think that was, it was awesome. So the support that I've gotten from Friends of Bungie over the years is very, very appreciated, very much. And I know Genevieve appreciates that too, but this is like the most thoughtful thing in the world because it is fundamentally what Death by Bungie is about. It is what Crossbow will allow me to inflict that Death by Bungie this fall. Kind of think of it that way. So it's a a pretty significant, aside from the monetary side of it, it's just a pretty significant and thoughtful gift. And it was given in the context of I don't want you to make a decision without trying out this crossbow. I think it is one you will really like. And that's exactly what we did today. We put it through some paces downstairs. Now, let's start, though. When we first got that crossbow in the mail, it came by FedEx, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And it was in a big package. How big is that package, you think?
1: It's not terribly big. It's like three feet long. Three feet long.
0: Three feet by three feet, foot thick or something like that. But what was... The biggest and most impressive thing right off the bat to me was how much of the package weigh.
1: It was real life. <laughs> I could yeah. not
0: believe. I'm like, man, this can't actually be the crossbow.
1: I thought they were joking. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> it didn't feel like there was a crossbow in there.
0: I picked that up, and I couldn't believe bringing it in. You know, um, I was thinking, man, I'm going to have to have Genevieve carry this box in and open it up, but I could carry it no problem. It actually was, it was a piece of cake. So moved right in here, right? And the crossbow itself, I am flabbergasted by how light these crossbows are. Now, this crossbow does not have a scope as of yet. And the reason for that was the friend of Bungie who bestowed this upon us wanted me to consider using my scope off my Excalibur. You made a very good point. It doesn't make much sense to have that hanging on the wall. If you really like the scope, make it work with the Scorpion. That scope that I use, the Twilight DLX, we're looking at it now. It's right here in the trophy room with us on Bungie. But that's Twilight DLX scope. I'm very comfortable with it. I really like that scope. And I got to say, of of the scopes that we looked through when we were on the road the other day, I I prefer to the scopes that we looked through during that session as well of the other more modern crossbows. So that one goes up to 400 feet per second. The speed ring does. I think I can slow down a 420 feet per second Scorpion Death Stalker with a 150 grain broadhead into the neighborhood of 400 feet per second, which is booking. That is a fast crossbow. Yeah. So, I think I could do that. And I could, so in, in theory, I could use that my same low light scope that I've had, that Twilight DLX. I really like that scope. I love that scope. I really do. And it it's just been so perfect on Bungie. Bungie. It's really complemented Bungie well. And I think it would work on this crossbow. And I think it would complement this crossbow well. So, there is no scope on this crossbow as of yet. We haven't had it out in the yard, but we shot it in the basement. Let's talk about today. Now, your thoughts on that. We should talk about some of the your initial thoughts of holding the crossbow we know it weighs i think it's like six and a half pounds and that's without a scope or something like that, that feels It feels
1: like less than that
0: it does feel like a very light crossbow one of the reasons for that i think is the weight distribution and i commented on this in the video that i did on scorpid crossbows i said that you know you look at that and you look at the way that it's designed and i'm thinking man it's got to affect the way that the the feel of that crossbow, the way the weight is distributed. Normally with our crossbows, you've got the, the shooting rail or the barrel going forward and the limb and all the weight mounted on the front end of that. So they're kind of front end heavy lots of times, right? With this crossbow, all of that weight is moved back to the middle of the crossbow. It's sitting right over your shooting hand, over your right hand, your trigger hand. And then I had commented in the video that that has to change The weight distribution, the feel of the crossbow, and I was assured by people who use these crossbows that it does, in fact, change the way these crossbows handle for the better. It actually makes it a lot superior, a lot more comfortable compared to other crossbows. And I got to say, holding on to it, I kind of get that. This thing is kind of a joy to hold on to. What do you think?
1: It's very comfortable.
0: The foregrip also extends a lot farther than like the Ravens where your hands are real yeah. close together. This mm-hmm. ones you've got your left hand, your fore, in my case, it's my left hand. But the foregrip, you got all kinds of room on that. That goes out as far as Bungie, I think, really. Almost as far as Bungie does. So it's its very suitable overall, the feel of it is. We had a chance, really, we were just trying to get it to work through the chronograph, but I couldn't figure that thing out. It's just not cooperating today. It's just giving us a blank stare every time we shot. Genevieve shaking her head. A little bit frustrating. We're using it in a basement in a different setup, and those things are finicky. If they don't like the way they're set up, they're not going to work. When they work, they work fantastic, but sometimes it's a little frustrating to get them going. But we'll figure it out. So, But we know that this one with 100 grain field point is going to shoot about 420 feet per second. I'd like to sort of give that a reality check. And I'm thinking with a 150 grain field point, we're probably, probably in that neighborhood of 400 feet per second, 400, 405. And that's a smoking hot bass crossbow, at least in this household. So that that sounds pretty good to me. We shot it. What would you say? How would you describe the sound of it when we fired it the first time?
1: It's very quiet. Yeah. At least compared to the recurves that we use. Yeah, the uh,
0: Bungie and Bungie Jr. Yeah, I would say that it's quieter Mm
1: -hmm. overall.
0: We could run tests with it, but I think right off the bat it is. It does have some rubber on the front, some stabilizer type gear, you know, similar to what we've had on Bungie over the years, but it's got those mounted on the front end, and I think that does reduce the sound, but there really is an awful lot of sound dampening equipment installed on that crossbow. It just happens to be a little quieter, and thinking about that, if that 150 grain broadhead does not slow that crossbow down enough, you've got enough room to throw some of that rubber stuff on those limbs on that but don't you? Yeah, I don't
1: know if you need it, though, even
0: I don't think so either, but I mean you can make it even quieter. And if you're looking for a way to slow down the crossbow, you go with a heavier, a little bit heavier arrow, even could increase that weight even more. But if you don't want to do that, throw a couple of rubber fingers on the each one on each limb and that thing will be even quieter. <laughs> so you got that option as well. There is room when you got a crossbow that fast, there's a little bit more room to play with stuff like that. I have over the years had that kind of stuff on Bungie, but I've removed it because Bungie just doesn't have the speed to give. It's just so slow to begin with. The sound of it, it was pretty smooth. The arrows were shooting 20 inch. Deathstalker arrows came with it. They're .001 inches in straightness. And I think that's awesome. They're exactly the arrow that I would be using if I keep this crossbow and shoot it and hunt with it. They're a perfect arrow to be throwing at deer, I think. And they were booking out of that crossbow. Holy cow, it's it's a fast one. I Of course, anything to me, it's like I shoot bungee and I feel like You know, Genevieve's crossbow is just lightning fast (laughs) in comparison. I just love that. And that's really the reason we're looking at upgrading. So I want to talk about the trigger. We've talked a little bit about triggers, and triggers are something that I have not for me, paid a lot of attention to. The trigger is the trigger, right? The trigger on Bungie mm-hmm. is what it is. It is on Bungie Jr. what it is. And you get accustomed to those and you shoot them and you like them. I never thought about a trigger, even when we were on the great Death by Bungie tryout until I shot the Raven. We talked about how there was a yeah. lot of, yeah, a lot of just, give to it. A lot of give. It takes a while. <laughs> how, how are you putting it? When you're pulling it, you're thinking, what? Well,
1: like, is it going to shoot or like, okay. you're when, when waiting are we going, going here? It? Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. are we going to shoot? Or <laughs> then when it does go off, you know when it goes off. <laughs>
0: oh, wow. A shot. Look at that. It was oh, working.
1: My you're, ear is ringing. <laughs> you're, you're,
0: you're waiting on it to do that. And I think, think you would get used to it if you shot that crossbow all the time. If we were Raven familiar in this household, right? but we're not, but if you were to shoot that crossbow more more comfortably, more caught more frequently, you probably would be more comfortable with where that firing is going to take place. And with Bungie, Bungie. I just, when you pull the trigger, that shoots. And with Bungie Jr., I think you would describe it that way as well. There isn't that creep. There isn't that long give Mm -hmm. before it fires. And with the missions, those have a two-stage trigger, but I don't remember thinking, and both of them did, that we shot. Yeah, the light and the and the sub, the sub one light, and the sub one XR. And I don't think either one of those. I wasn't thinking. Were you thinking about the trigger when you shot that crossbow?
1: A little bit. Okay. But it wasn't like the Raven.
0: Okay. To me, that felt. I don't remember thinking about the trigger. I don't remember what the trigger felt like on the mission. Which it is It wasn't good
1: thing. enough to be memorable.
0: Yeah, that's like kind of what, That's a good thing. That's what yeah. I would say. I, I would say that it it wasn't enough for me to. I don't remember what it felt like. I, I, I don't. Which is a good thing, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. The reason we're talking about the Ravens because we didn't like that trigger. Again, if we shot Ravens, we would be more familiar with it. We're not knocking Ravens, nothing like that. But it was, it was something that stood out to us about that. And here, I got to tell you, they say a lot of people claim that the Scorpion trigger is the best in the business. I thought the trigger was fantastic. You pull the trigger and it shoots. I did and too. It was immediate, and it's, but it's not a hair trigger. It's three pounds of pull, I think it is. But it's just like you know when you pull that trigger, it shoots. There's no creep at all, really. I, I didn't feel that at all, and I was I, I like that. And it's a smooth feel when you shoot it. There's no kicking like there was with the Raven. There's it's not a, a big process to shoot that crossbow. The what does sand mean? Sound. Sound. Okay, we talked about the sound. <laughs> it wasn't real loud. It is a smooth sound. We've switched a 100 grain for a 150 grain. We're not shooting outdoors. We're shooting in a basement. So there's a lot of echo and reverbing in there and whatnot. But having shot Bungie and Bungie Jr. recently in that same spot, this one sounded quieter, I would say. I'm anxious to see how it sounds outside. I didn't notice a difference, and you didn't either, I don't think, between the 100 grain and the 150 grain broadhead. Am I right?
1: Yeah, there was no difference, I don't Field think. Point. yeah. I think the loudest part of shooting it was the arrow hitting the target on the other side. Hmm. The slap of it hitting that bulldog.
0: Right, right. Which is another gift from a friend of Bungie. I can't stop and fail to mention the gifts that I've gotten from friends of Bungie. But for somebody to support us that way, we're not sponsored by Scorpion or Excalibur or any of these other places. I probably could make out pretty good if I sought endorsements and sought people to sponsor Death by Bungie. I could make phone calls you know, in my spare time and try and do that sort of thing. But I really don't want to do that. I want to... I want it to be authentic and genuine. When I tell you what we're using, it's because I've used a couple things and this is just what's working for me. It's not because I'm trying to make a buck off of it or anything like that. When I get support from Friends of Bungie, I feel differently about that because that means that they respect that genuineness and are participating in the kingdom of Bungie that way. So does that kind of make sense? Yeah. I can kind of like yeah. that. Uh, the the safety.
1: That was the quietest safety I've ever heard. Uh,
0: it's almost like it wasn't working. I wasn't sure. I wasn't convinced it was working. doesn't feel like it. When I slid that forward, it didn't feel like it changed anything. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, right. It didn't feel like it was moving a part on the inside of the crossbar.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh
0: Describe the physical safety, how it looks.
1: The safety, it's kind of like a cylinder sticking through it, would you say? Yeah. And then you push it forward with your thumb and it just slides right into place and it's completely silent
0: yep and I think you've got it's got a good slide to it it's something that you can reach it's above the trigger so it's not back by your ear we're not reaching clear back behind us to affect the safety it's right above the trigger finger and I could I can use my thumb without moving without my hand leaving the trigger area the grip I can put my thumb up there and move that safety easy enough it's actually a little bit better position than bungee even, i would think because with bungee i always use two fingers so i don't click it
1: oh i didn't know that
0: yeah i always when you ease it up if i just push it up sometimes it wants to snap into place and it'll make a slight click it's not a clicking mm-hmm. type safety but i try to ease it up with two fingers real quick like that just that's what i had taught myself to do just sort of ease it up and with this crossbow you really don't need to even put two fingers on it you you can flick it forward and it would snap into place and kind of make a noise or something but it's just not a clicking safety it's very quiet and as a crossbow hunter those are important things I think don't you think yeah yeah that's important to me the width we measured it we got that we got a little list we're going through Width 21 and a half 22 inches under 22 inches uncocked it does get significantly narrower cocked but you know that that's a width I am satisfied really with anything that is x caliber micro width or narrower 25 inches Genevieve's bungee jr. Anything that wide or narrower is fine with me. I was even considering the 30-inch width, but I'm probably not looking at that now, that matrix width from Excalibur. Because when we looked at those, that just looked a little bit wide compared to those micros. I do like the narrower crossbows like what you have. I'm jealous. I have crossbow envy. <laughs> yep. Bungie, Bungie is envious of Bungie Jr. Must be. <laughs> the looks of it, too, I want to tell you. It's the, the carbon satin flat. Uh, finished. That thing is just gorgeous. This is really a work of art, this crossbow.
1: It almost shimmers.
0: Almost, but yeah. I don't think it's reflective. Mm-mm. I think when you're out in the field, it's going to soak up light. It's not going to reflect light, but it does have sort of like a powdery look to it almost. Where Yeah, that's like, a good one. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's got a its own unique, it's the unfinished carbon riser and rail and all that. Um, the arrow, incidentally, the arrow on that Flight groove. Describe that for him a little bit.
1: With mine, I'm just so used to putting it on the flight groove and just sliding it right back, but with the dust stalker, because it's got that carbon finish, it doesn't slide as easy. Like there's a little bit of resistance. It's almost rough, kind of.
0: It's also we were not lubing the rail. That's not how it works with this. It isn't like the Excaliburs where you lube the rail. But also, I think it's also wants to be down inside that flight group. The arrow is seated a lot deeper in the flight group. Right. It's not just riding above the rail; it's mm-hmm. riding down in there. But it's traveling over four hundred feet per second. So must I must be doing something right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to complain about it. But when we talk about what I don't like, I'm skipping around a little bit here, but really, the one what's the big glaring problem with this crossbow?
1: The cocking.
0: The cocking. I am not a fan of sled cockers. (laughs) How's that? I really, and here's the story of it. This crossbow came with a short cocker, the short rope cocker. It's a 150 pound draw. It actually is not too hard to pull back. In fact, you got to pull it back a little bit to get the cockers in place, but to get them away from the rubber on the front end and all that jazz. But you can pull the string back. It really is not that bad. When I cock this crossbow with the short rope cocker, I was unable to cock it. I would start to pull that back and describe what was happening. Tell them what was happening. You were witnessing
1: it. First, we should explain the difference between the short and the long rope cocker. Right you there. should also
0: talk about what a sled cocker is compared to oh, a, yeah. compared to the hooks. Like let's go through that a little bit. Tell them how we mm-hmm. cock my crossbow. Because I'm looking to rope cock these, not crank them, right? Mm-hmm. Genevieve uses a crank, but that has hooks on it. So talk about my cocking a bungee compared to what you're witnessing with this thing. Let's do that
1: first. All right. So with bungee and dad's rope cocker, it has little hooks on it and you just pop those right onto the string and it's grabbed right on. They're good. And those hooks, they're hooked almost all the way around the string. So it doesn't feel like it's going to hop out of there. Now with this, it's got a sled cocker and it's basically just a flat piece that sort of rests on top of the string. And it's got little... All those hooks. Yeah, nubbins. <laughs> They're like
0: little nubbins. I know. Like they aren't even, like that's going to hold on to the string. It, like doesn't, it doesn't even look yeah. like it's enough.
1: It's barely, it looks like the string is barely in there and I don't like that.
0: So I'm pulling back on it and I never even completed a cocking of that crossbow with the short cocker, not because I can't pull it. I can lift the weight. I'm not worried about that, but... The little nubbins there, I'm afraid they're going to pop off that string and it's going to dry fire. I'm afraid that I'm going to get a partial dry fire with this thing. And the sled cocker has a little fin that sort of sticks down in the flight groove, but it wants to wander and it wants to pop out of that flight groove. And, and then when you get back far enough, the sled cocker was actually hitting the riser. 'Cause remember the riser's clear back by the trigger on this thing, right? Yeah, it's the
1: got top. the reverse limbs. Yep. So. The reverse
0: limbs. So those cams and whatnot are out front. And then the riser is all the way in the back. Well, once that sled and your rope and your fingers and your, your knuckles hit that riser and then the handles hit the riser. And then the sled wants to hit the riser. Everything's bumping up and down and wobbling all over you the place. You feel like
1: it's gonna pop off and hit in the face. Yeah, and,
0: and ruin this poor this brand new crossbow. Like and your face. And your face. <laughs> some, I, you don't know what's gonna happen. It's very nerve wracking. And then with the rope cocker, the long rope cocker, which came in the mail today. So here we are. You know, we've had this crossbow. Actually, this came in the mail the day we got home from the Great Death by Bungee Triathlon. Oh, that's right. It came yeah. that day. Yeah. So we've had it that long. But we got the rope cocker today, which is the long rope cocker. This wraps around the back, behind the safety, behind the trigger, around the butt of the stock, that kind of thing. And then it runs all the way down the rail, just like a traditional rope cocker, as you've described. But it's got the sled. The advantage of this is, at least, is that because that's wrapping around the stock, most of the tension is coming straight back where it wants to be. It's lined up properly because the rope is wrapped around the stock in that groove. So that's a positive. And we cocked it. We probably shot it six times, didn't we?
1: Yeah. Without too much trouble.
0: And I cocked it each time. And I don't feel worse for the wear having cocked it. The the weight is not an issue with the cocking of this crossbow. But it does wander a little bit on air and hop around. And then when I get all the way to the back, it seems to want to get hung up on the arrow retention spring. So you got that in addition to the riser and your knuckles and everything else being a problem. And you get back there, it finally hops into place and cocks. And it cocked perfectly every time. I don't have a reason to doubt that, but it's a little nerve-wracking.
1: Mm-hmm. Bungie, you don't feel like Bungie is trying to kill you? <laughs>
0: no. Yeah, you made that joke down here, like it's trying to kill me or something. It's because I got all done, and I showed her my hand, and something actually was – it wasn't cut, but there was an impression in my hand between my fingers where something – there's enough pressure on it where it actually hurt, and I don't know what was going on with it. It was like I'm going to have a bruise from cocking the crossbow, and I don't know if it's because my hand got caught on something or you know, I don't know. Really, it's just an odd thing. Now I'm going to keep doing this. We're going to put a scope on it. We're going to get in the backyard. And we're going to shoot it, and we're going to see if I feel more comfortable with it. Right? Yeah. So there.
1: You're what? going to cock it, not me.
0: Yeah, I don't. You don't even cock this. <laughs> We get a crank for you if that was going to be the case. But I think the crank has a sled on it, too. So I'm really not a fan of the sled cockers, although I will say this, and I commented on this when we were down here. There was one time, the last time that I cocked it, I got all the way to the back and it hopped over a little bit. It was almost like I didn't have it lined up right and I was pulling it askew, okay? Mm -hmm. Pulling it off kilter. And it popped back into place. So maybe the sled corrected an error. Now we'll find out for sure if that's the case when we start shooting at a target for real, right? Yeah. With a scope. Mm -hmm. and sighting it in if I can sight this bad boy in and shoot it it is absolutely a potential successor to Bungie that's my expert opinion there it is
1: until you break your nose cocking it
0: until I break my nose cocking (laughs) it hopefully that won't happen if I feel uncomfortable a week from now having cocked this thing and shot it a bunch of times that's a problem I'm you know I do read other there are posts available if you google it you will find people complaining about the cocking of a scorpion crossbow and people who don't like this and had similar problems. You don't find a lot of solutions, really.
1: I also haven't heard of that actually happening to anyone, though.
0: No, that's correct. There aren't a lot of scorpions out there, though. The scorpion Facebook group is a small group, and I don't see an awful lot of one way or another on it. And when I read the forums on it, it's kind of the same thing. And keep in mind, I think Scorpid got like 3% of the vote when I ran a poll on YouTube as to what crossbow are you heading into the woods with this fall. I can only pick a certain number of options. Scorpid was one of those options. I was really surprised it was such a small number. They don't have, at least in my circles, they don't have as big a representation as many other crossbow manufacturers. Let's put it that way. So we'll see if that changes. I don't know. And 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 we'll see if... I mean, that may not be the whole story either. I mean, it's just in the circles that we at Death by run- Bungie run in. <laughs> so overall impressions, any other thoughts?
1: I just think it's cool looking.
0: You think it's cool looking? I Isn't it funny how that changes? I do too. I I made the thumbnail for my video. It says weird but good. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I thought that
0: was funny. And then
1: I get it and look at it. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's not so bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I it, I can tell you right now and I hate to say this but if it weren't for the cocking I would 100% be sold on this crossbow. Me too. That's a fact. That's it. Like that that's 100% the only thing left, the only question I have left. Because with this crossbow you can change the string in the field. You can change the cables in the field, right? You can do all of this maintenance yourself. And I've watched a lot of videos on how to do it. I feel comfortable that I am going to be capable of doing it. I watched the same videos and did the same kind of research with other models as well, just so for the record, like I was ready to do that with a Killer Instinct as well. But Killer Instinct has issues with the arrows. I don't really like their knock set up on that SWAT XP, that sort of thing, to each his own. But these, I feel confident I can get a Luminoc on here that's gonna work 100% flawlessly with these arrows. I think that there's a lot of positives that way. I love the speed. I like the looks of it, the feel of it. Everything about this crossbow I think is going to be suitable if I feel comfortable cocking it. If I don't feel comfortable cocking it, then I will continue to shoot old bungee at 305 feet per second and below.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So That's kind of where I'm going to leave it. You are going to have to tune in to Death by Bungie, the actual show, by the time that this podcast is released. Uh, Genevieve and I are recording this right now, only so that we don't forget what we're talking about. So we're And we're still excited about what we just did. So we're going to go have dinner. And this podcast will be preserved and ready to go at a later date. By the time that you listen to this podcast, you might already know who the successor to Bungie is. But if you don't, you will find out whether it is this crossbow or not. Let's put it that way. I guess I don't really know how to end this other than that. Yeah. You do such a good job ending these podcasts. Why don't you give that a try this time?
1: All right. And until next time, all hail bungee Bungie junior.
0: And bungee. And scorpid. Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> Not the sled cocking rope cocker. No. no.
1: The scorpid itself.
0: But that scorpid yeah. itself. If you didn't have to cock it, it'd be a perfect crossbow. That'll be the next <laughs> thumbnail. Perfect as long as you don't have to cock them. Is that good? Okay, that's enough eye rolls for one (laughs) podcast.
1: I wish you could hear me rolling my eyes, because there's a lot of it.